Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com slash newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the show. Welcome to Amplified Impact. This is the podcast where we talk about how to build better businesses, invest in real estate, and how to hyper-focus on the things that matter most so that we can maximize our return on life. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino, and I've written a few best-selling books, built a few seven and eight-figure businesses, and currently manage a $70 million real estate portfolio. But the thing I'm most proud of is that I managed to turn my ADHD into a superpower. This podcast is all about the stories, lessons, and strategies I wish I had learned sooner in the pursuit of living a life beyond the apex. I'm psyched to have you here. Now let's go make some Amplified Impact. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. As always, I'm super jazzed to have you guys here. Now, we just passed the New Year's uh, very recently. And as always happens with New Year's, we go through this bout, if you're like me, you go through this bout of New Year's resolutions. Everybody's got these grand ambitions that they want to tackle for the year. And I think by the time you're listening to this, by the time this episode goes live, it's probably past the New Year enough that I can confidently say the majority of people will have fallen off and given up on the New Year's resolutions by now. The reason I say that is I I have just from an anecdotal perspective, I have no data to support this, but my gut tells me that it takes roughly three weeks before people give up on some dream, ambition, some goal, uh, New Year's resolution or whatever. And the reason it takes about three weeks is because motivation is perishable, and I believe it has about a three-week lifespan before it starts to go bad. So let's unpack this a little bit, this idea that motivation is perishable from a biological perspective, because this is the part that I find really interesting is like, why is it that it's so easy to get hyped for a project to be like, I'm going to write this book, I'm going to lose this weight, I'm going to do this thing, and you become really obsessed with it for like a couple of weeks at least this was like my MO when I was in my 20s and younger. Like I would go through these periods. I was like, I'm really excited about doing this thing. I would start to dive into it. I would start researching. I would start planning. I would start telling people like, here's what I'm going to do. And I would be collecting information. I'd be laying out my, my perfectly detailed plan. And then somewhere around three weeks, I would just start to lose interest. Like the 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 motivation to sit there and research and to collect more information and to continue planning and like talking to people like just wasn't fun anymore. And I was starting to get bored and then my attention would start to, to turn towards the next thing. And then I would get obsessed with that new thing and I would go through the same cycle again. And I was like, well, why is this? And so I went, I went searching to try and figure this out. And it turns out the answer is like pretty, pretty simple. It's like rooted in biology and, and neurobiology in particular. So the dopamine system, uh, it's a really fascinating little neurochemical, right? This neurotransmitter dopamine is responsible for all sorts of things like happiness, feelings of well-being, for feelings of motivation. And what it, what, what it does is it's supposed to incentivize us to go after targets, to go after goals. But the real problem with dopamine is that we have a way of tricking our system into releasing the dopamine prematurely, which is, you know, we set the goal, we write it on the whiteboard, we tell people about the thing, and we get the dopamine burst for having set the goal, for having told people our intention. And so we feel good about it. 
but we haven't actually moved towards the goal yet, right? And so we're being rewarded before we do the hard work, which then makes the hard work seem uh, like, what's the point? <laughs> like, I've already got the reward. But you haven't got the reward in the sense that nothing has fundamentally changed. You haven't achieved the thing. So your reality hasn't changed. You've just created this artificial dopamine system uh, feedback loop where you feel good in a short period of time, but your life is not actually any better. And so if you've ever gone through this loop, the cycle that I, I, I shared with you where you're like, you're very motivated, you start collecting information, you start detailing the plans, you start telling everybody, and then you start to lose interest. It's because you're starting to adapt to the dopamine that you're artificially pumping into your system. You have gotten onto what's called the hedonic treadmill, which is this, that we we adapt to our circumstances. And so if your baseline is you know here at 80 degrees now, then we turn it up to 90 you know, it's going to be uncomfortable for a bit, but eventually you're going to adapt to that 90. It's going to feel normal. Same if it goes down to 70, it's going to feel cold for a little bit, but then you're going to adapt and it's just going to be your new normal, right? This is where the idea of like your new normal comes from. And so the more that you are sharing and you're setting your goals and you're planning and you're, you're, you're collecting information around this thing, the more dopamine that you're releasing and the, the, the more numb you're becoming to that stimuli, the less effective. And so at about two to three weeks, I start to notice that you're, you've acclimated and now you're looking for that next cheap dopamine burst, which is coming from that new goal, that new thing that you're really excited to go tackle and over and over and over. And so you go through this cycle and this is why so many people fail to make meaningful traction towards big, hard goals is because they're, they're tricking their system and they're getting the rewards of motivation. And when that motivation wanes, they lack the discipline to replace it. And at the end of the day, if you don't have discipline, then all the motivation in the world won't do you any good because the motivation will eventually disappear. It will not be there. There will be times when you will have to compensate with discipline, which is the ability to make yourself do things that you don't want to do, right? That's really what discipline is. And Motivation is not about doing like things that you don't want to do or do want to do. It's just about like what things you're attracted to. And so it's very easy to get motivated to go to the gym if that's what you love doing. That's not discipline. Discipline is going to the gym on the day when you don't want to do it, right? So if 90% of the time you like going to the gym, that's not discipline. That's motivation. You're just motivated to go there. That's easy. It's about what happens on that 10% of time days when you're like, you know what? I don't feel like it. Do you go then? then you have discipline. If you do not, then you do not have discipline. And it's not this binary thing of like, either you do or do not. Like I just said, that's not, that's not, that's not accurate. It's a spectrum, right? It's a, it's, it's a, to what degree do you have discipline? To what degree are you motivated? And that is constantly shifting. So I share this with you guys because I did a video on this a while back on YouTube called the speed of money, specifically that if you want to make more money, you have to move with speed because motivation, if it's perishable, you only have so much time to leave, to leverage that motivation, to turn it into meaningful momentum and to traction. Because as you know, Sir Isaac Newton says, an object in motion tends to stay in motion. So your only goal during that motivation period is to get traction, to get momentum, to get inertia and start moving forward. That's it. And so while most people are just spending their time collecting information and planning during that period, like you'd be much better served during that motivation where it's still very, very high to forget all that crap and just start taking massive action towards the goal. Because 
you know, action begets more action, energy begets more energy, progress begets more progress. And so the faster that you can start getting that progress, the easier it's going to be to maintain once that motivation wanes. So I hope this brought you guys a little bit of value, gave you something to chew on, something to consider. Maybe you're going through one of these motivation cycles right now and you're like, how do I break out of this? Like, I'm tired of like... Do like always having these grand ambitions and ideas, but never making progress. Um, if you're tired of that, well, go check out that video, Speed Loves Money on YouTube. Um, I believe we probably have an article on anthonyvicino.com backslash um, speed, maybe I would guess. Maybe go check out the blog and type in Money Loves Speed. I'm sure it'll pop up and there'll be more more resources and information there for you. Now, if you got some value out of this, let me know. Shoot me up on social medias. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'm usually chilling on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. That's that's Those are my home bases. So come, come tell me what's up. Love to hear from you guys. And as always, until, uh, until next time, stay hyper-focused, my friends. <laughs>